All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Not Just a Phase. Today on the show, I have the privilege of speaking with a band I've loved since I was a kid. They recently came back to grace us with new music, which I never expected. I don't know if any of us did. I also never expected to be talking with the greatest melodic hardcore band to ever exist. Love is Red is on Not Just a Phase today. I am honored. How the hell are you guys doing? Doing great. And I'd like to say it's Not Just a Phase is actually an intervention for Jeff. It is okay to pee in your own bed. <laughs> not just a phase, Jeff. It's all right. Some people grow out of punk music. Some people grow out of hardcore. Most people grow out of peeing the bed. Not Jeff. <laughs> not our bass player. <laughs> so since uh, some of the listeners might, might not know, can you guys do an intro? Just uh, state your name and what role it is you play in Love is Red for me, please. Start with uh, I, um, Roger. I'm Roger, and I play guitar. I am Jeff, and I play bass. Now I'm Hunter, and I do vocals. Hi, this is Hunter from Love is Red, and you're listening to us on NJAP Radio. Coming to you live and direct from Ontario, where it's fucking cold. Questions, questions, 
actually pretty hot right now. But yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I know Canada had Canada hit like 120 degrees or some shit this week, right? We do Celsius. Uh, it's like 40. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like 110 in Seattle, so I figure Canada was like a little Very bit hotter. Oh, yeah. It's disgusting in here, man. It's an absolute sweat house. Yeah. It's summer, summer humidity. No, so, I mean, I'll do a real one if you want me to. No, I admit. That was fucking stupid. I love it. That's great. That was good? Okay, perfect. I've had people fuck up the name on the podcast, and I kept it. I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> one guy's like, yeah, and it's on just a phase. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. We'll keep it. No, it's good. This it's is good. Roger from Love is Red. If you're listening to not just a phase, Jeff, don't worry about being in the bed. <laughs> so, guys, I always like to start the show with your origin stories. Can you recall how you first got introduced to punk rock or underground music genres? Um, so, for me, I remember just somebody having a minor threat tape, like one of my buddies. He was very into like the Misfits and just that kind of punk. So he had like a lot of 80s punk stuff. And we wanted to start a band, but none of us were good enough. We were like 15 or something like that to even try to play punk music. But he had the minor threat tape. And I was like, this shit's awesome. And uh, I didn't know what Straight Edge was until I had like heard about that. And so uh, I listened to it thought very hard about all the lyrics i was like oh even though he's like saying fuck every five seconds he's like got like important stuff to say which most bands at that time i guess i didn't think had a lot to say so um i kind of came into it that way um because before i think i just listened to like metallica and like metal shit when i was a little younger uh mc hammer vanilla ice you know all the all the hard hitters um, <laughs> okay. So yeah, that's how I got into punk and, and hardcore, and it just kind of sprung from that because then I would find Vanilla like, Ice. <laughs> yeah, when he went through his hardcore phase. Um, oh God, yeah. The, but like, I remember also getting. Oh, so this is kind of crazy. Back in blockbuster music days, I would look for like, offspins of bands like uh, Rage Against the Machine, for instance. Zach Delaroca, like, I would look for his name, and, and I saw his name in this little catalog book, and it said Inside Out, and I was like, oh, shit, what's this? And I, like, ordered it, and I thought it was going to be rap, more rap core, in quotes, and then I got it, and I was like, what the fuck is this? But in the CD, it had a Revelation, like, order catalog, and later, it kind of, like, grew on me, and so then I ordered a bunch of rev bands, and that's also how I got into hardcore. Hold up, you could order music from Blockbuster? Well, Blockbuster, besides only one being left now, uh, back in the 90s, uh, it literally they had a catalog book, and you go in there. This is Blockbuster Music. I don't know if you had that in Canada, but Blockbuster Music in the U.S. No, um, we did not, as far as I know. Like that. So I would go in there and say, oh, I like Rage Against the Machine. What other bands did they do? And I would look through the catalog book, and that's how I found Inside Out. Very cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, if we had blockbuster music in Canada, I was unaware of it. I rented a lot of uh, videos uh, and video games, but never. Music. How old That's are you cool. again? I'm 30. <laughs> I was born in okay. 1990. So. Oh uh, yeah. 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 But yeah. Blockbuster I'm 42. Music. I'm old as fuck. <laughs> Still doing the punk thing. Wasn't just a phase. I eh? thought you, I thought you died like yesterday <laughs> or something. I might have. over. Yeah, I might have. What? Hey, Molly Banks, tell us about you. How you get the <laughs> uh, this is Jeff. I um, 
Yeah, I kind of got lucky where I went to junior high and high school, like the early years of high school. Um, and I had a bunch of like older punk kids that went to my school. They were in like some local Nashville, Mount Juliet punk rock bands. And uh, kind of found out through punk, uh, through those guys and uh, bands like Misfits, Rancid, and uh, and like some local bands in Nashville that I went to high school with. And uh, MXPX was a big one that were starting around that period of time. This is like early, mid 90s. And uh, yeah, I just grew there. And I did the the whole like read the thanks list on thank you lists and it just grew. And then I, um, there was a band like a few years later from Nashville, Process is Dead, that really blossomed that me into the whole hardcore thing and uh, really took it to the next level for that, for the extreme music. <laughs> but before that, I was listening to like, you know, pop radio alternative in the early 90s uh nice. yeah. and uh yeah that's it cool god damn you're extreme yeah dude <laughs> so it was rant ranted no effects mxpx groomy oh, <laughs> yeah i still listen to all of oh, them sorry cut you off there man my bad finish your out there you said you still listen to what now I'm still, I still, that's all. I listen to those still to this day. I'm still a kid, so. You're still bumping MXPX in your free time? I am. Nice. I, I still am. <laughs> uh, their live streams were pretty fucking good. They did in the, in the dude's living room or whatever. I hated the, I hated the Christian aspect, but at the time, but I, uh, I was super like anti-Christian, angry kid. Bro, you're but, killing, uh, you're I still listen to all these Christian Tooth and Nail bands. It was weird. He was he was angry Christian and also a chick magnet at the same time. So it was like <laughs> all the solid chick bands are gone, Jeff. Thanks, man. <laughs> so Hunter, how'd you get introduced to the punk thing? Oh man, I, I always listen to metal. So like I listened like in the eighties when I was a kid, like as soon as I could start buying, like getting tapes and going to like Turtles Music was the local music store. I listened to like hair metal and then that evolved into getting into heavier bands like Metallica and Pantera. And, you know, I used to read metal magazines and the coolest shit was like in the back of them, they would have like pictures of all these t-shirts that you could buy. So there'd be like just two pages of t-shirts of like all these bands. Rogers in his underwear showing his fucking ding dong off. And uh, for everybody listening on the podcast, we're on an actual Zoom camera and Roger's just flapping it in the wind, sexually harassing all of us, making it very uncomfortable. But uh, yeah, no, so I would, I would say kind of like Roger, I would look at these t-shirts and see band names and then go find their CDs and listen to them. And then, you know, Headbangers Ball was big back in the 90s. So like when I was in, you know, middle school, a lot of the bands I found out were just by watching Headbangers Ball and hearing new bands and, you know, and I always got into like, I always liked really fucked up shit about that. Like I liked, like when I got a, I got a hold of a body count tape when I was in probably fifth grade. And I just remember looking at it being like, what the fuck is it? Like, I've never seen anything like this before. Like, what are they even talking about? 
you know, and like, and, and that Rage Against the Machine, that first Rage album, I think I was in probably sixth grade when that thing came out. I just remember staring at the cover of the dude being lit on fire and being like, I, this is like nothing that I've ever, this is so far outside of my realm. Like, what is this, you know? And <clears throat> and then with punk and hardcore, I mean, you know, I got in, Rancid was probably one of the early bands. Obviously, I knew like the Sex Pistols. I always just wanted to be fans of the Sex Pistols because I just thought they were so cool back in the day. And the Ramones and, you know, and then started hearing, you know, some of the New York bands and, and, uh, you know, and I listened to it and probably like, I don't know, maybe ninth, 10th grade. I had a buddy, I used to draw band names on my, on like trapper keepers and stuff. And on like folders back in the day, I'd like take a Sharpie and just write all the band names that I liked on there. And this dude in high school was like, Hey man, you like Rancid? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I had like Fugazi. He was like, you like Fugazi? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I probably knew one. I didn't fucking you know, I just thought the name was cool. And I just wrote it on my Trapper Keeper. And he's like, hey, check this out. And, and I remember he played me, he gave me the, uh, it was like the New York Hardcore Comp, like one or something. And it had all these New York Hardcore bands. And I was just like, holy shit. And that kind of just opened it up. And so, you know, a lot of the New York bands were what got me into it. Sick of it all and Madball and Agnostic Front and Gorilla Biscuits and all the New York bands were in Snapcase then and like Snapcase and Strife and Earth Crisis. They were kind of like the pinnacle of hardcore in the late 90s and that, you know, and that was it. You know, just kind of got into it from there and, you know, just kept going, kept listening to it, kept exploring and kept, and like Raj said, I mean, back in the day when we listened to shit, like you'd listen, you'd listen to an MXPX album and look at every band they thanked and then go look every single one of them up and then go listen to them. And that's how you like found new bands. You just checked out who the bands were thanking or who they liked. And then you looked them up and you fucking found them and started listening to music. So yeah, it was awesome. Sorry, Jeff just, Jeff just texted me to shut up. He called me a butthole. So (laughs) I guess guess I'm I'm rambling too long for Molly. Sorry, Molly. It's good. I'm glad we have such such mature guests on the show today. (laughs) (laughs) So where are you guys all from? Uh, So, I mean, I grew up in tiny-ass Florence, Alabama, and then ended up moving to Nashville, and that's when the band really started touring a lot more. Um moved there in 2002 or three shit I don't even remember um I think 2002 um and then I moved to Seattle in 2005 and I've been here ever since are you all in Seattle currently Jeff where are you from um I grew up in Nashville and moved in 2006 to Richmond Virginia and uh been here ever since Basically, Love is Red broke up, and everybody just moved as far away to opposite sides of the country as they could go. <laughs> Literally everyone. Two yeah. of them went back, though. Yeah, Roger mentioned you guys aren't all in the same location, so it brings me to my next question. How the hell have you been practicing if you guys are that far apart? Oh, we um, haven't. I just, <laughs> fucking we're just hoping that Jeff knows what he's doing. Uh, yeah. It's no, amazing just, what you can do with technology these. these days. Yeah. We just practice on our own, and then uh, we're gonna be doing this like Zoom meetings for a little while, and then I'm flying in a week early to work with the drummer um, and the other guitarist, Adam, because Adam, he's actually a better guitarist than me, but like he doesn't play guitar, like he hasn't played guitar in like I don't know five years, like because he literally used to like carry an acoustic guitar around with him everywhere, and then he stopped playing that. He's like a fisherman now, so like he doesn't even like play his guitar. 
So he was like, you're going to have to remind me how to play the songs. I'm like, all right, this can't be. He's an cool. angler. Yeah. A professional angler. Really? So we got, so we got two, we got two dudes in Nashville, Jeff's in Richmond, Rogers in Seattle, and I live in Ann Arbor, Michigan. So we're all spread out. I'm from Atlanta originally and, uh, and moved to Nashville. And that's when I met these dudes. And yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So what, uh, you got some favorite local bands from your perspective areas? Start with Roger, I guess. Oh, God. Is there um, anything out there or what? <laughs> well, I'm there's this, old doom, now. there's like, this doom metal band called. This is doom metal band called Brig Nefa. You should really check Bre- them out. It's no one's Bre- called no Bre- Bre- name right. Um, it's called Broken Lufa. <laughs> Beige Nerf Ball. Um, Bread Lofa. Like when your Lufa falls apart. <laughs> so I'm one of those old idiots that like doesn't know what's going on in the scene anymore. Same. Um, yeah, okay. There's, you know, there were older hardcore bands and stuff like that that I liked further back when I moved to Seattle, but um, one, of them not, one of them shall not Sell be out. Um, Fucking okay. don't support the scene, dude. You fucking sell out. <laughs> uh, so, just, just give me one that you enjoyed from your area. I guess Name the- a fucking band from Seattle, Roger. Please. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You ever live in Seattle, man? Uh, My favorite Nirvana, local band is Nirvana. Nirvana from Seattle that I really, really like. Uh, Jeff gets really mad when I say that there would be no Love is Red if there was no Nirvana, but it's true. That bums uh, me out. That bums me out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of Nirvana. I, I, I get a lot of heat for that. I get a lot of heat for that. Yeah, if, if you would have been like 11 in 1992, you would have loved Nirvana. It was still forced yeah, down my true. throat. It was still forced down my throat at a young age, and I didn't like it. I think I don't know. Well, um, well, well, you got well. karaoke for tonight. Oh shit! <laughs> what the? So what? I, I live in Richmond, Virginia. So everybody on this call knows this is the mecca. Are there any bands from Richmond? Does Richmond yeah, even have a music scene? Richmond, Richmond's probably the. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. One of the best scenes in the fucking world. We've got right Who? now. What's coming Name out right now is Enforced. Yeah. There's in, uh, modern bands right now, Enforced, Mutually Assured Destruction, who will be playing our Nashville show. So be there, mm. motherfuckers. Mm. And pit hard for those motherfuckers. Pit. And, uh, but we also have, like, we had Naysayer, we had Down to Nothing, Avell, Lamb of God, War. Naysayer. Race War. Years. Nice. I could, nice uh, I could go on and on, Fire and Ice. All those bands, uh, Breakaway. I mean, it just the list goes Don't on. Don't forget Rogers. Don't forget Rogers' favorite band of all time. Oh, Strike Anywhere. I don't even know how many of those dudes live here. Count me out. Uh, obviously, Richmond. The history of uh, of bands from this of hardcore in, in this city is unreal. Pretty impressive. Uh, four walls what, falling. What about your area there, Hunter? Coldest uh, life. Yeah. So, uh, no, I mean, you know, some of the younger bands that were never up here, game. um, yeah, never any <laughs> game is pretty popular, uh, detain, you know, they were from the West side of the state. They played a few, I saw them a few times before COVID. I don't know if they're still playing or not. Freedom was up here, but they broke up a few years back. Um, they were pretty legit. There's some new hardcore bands that have been forming that I've been hearing about just talking to people up here. ICP. Um, 
Yeah, insane clown posse. I mean, they, <laughs> Hell fucking, yeah. don't, don't, they, don't. They got the hatchet, hatchet life, you know. But uh, Lewis on Machines, my my no, top dude, five de- favorite band. Yeah, Detroit shows go off. I mean, Detroit is is they ha- there's a lot of rad venues. It's really cool coming from Atlanta. There's not that many cool venues in Atlanta. It's like you have to find DIY venues, and then there's like one or two actual decent venues. But in Detroit, there's like I don't know, six or seven awesome venues that hold like 300 people that have small stages that like, then so shows go off here. It's a cool, it's a good scene. There's good music here. There's good people here. It's cool. Cool. That's uh, the second time ICP has been mentioned on my show and I fucking hope it's the last, but uh... <laughs> God, God damn it, Jeff. God damn it. So, so why such a, why such a long hiatus, obviously between albums? Oh God! Is that um, a touchy subject? Or? No, no, no. It was to completely by accident, and I'm not gonna say thanks to COVID, but it was definitely COVID related. It's pretty much the reason. Ma- mainly isolation related because we knew that we had gotten asked to play Furnace Fest in 2020, and it was actually prior to the the pandemic happening, and so all of us were busy with life, and so I, if if there hadn't been a pandemic to slow things down to where we're not doing exterior things because we can't. Um, I wouldn't have even thought of trying to write music. It would just been, let's play the old songs at the fest, call it a day. You know, that's what we did for our reunion in 2010. But um, I, we got locked down. I work in real estate and surprisingly enough, it was so um, dead because people were afraid to get out and do anything that all of April, I did nothing. Like I just sat at home and did nothing because there wasn't anything to do. And so I kind of was going to, well, I actually did. I started a new band, but um, I was like, wait, we're playing this fest. Um, we're just going to hash out old music. I was like, what if we could actually play new music for kids? And because we get hit up and, you know, like instant message all the time saying, hey, hey, you guys think you're ever going to play another show again? You're ever going to record? And I was just like, eh, whatever. But I had time. And that month of April, I wrote three of the five songs that are on the EP, just like that month, just. Boom, just quick and nice. He wrote a three and a half hour EP. Uh, I wrote, fully, uh, I wrote zero, fully instrumental, no mosh parts. It was the it was the Kilborn Camp. It was, uh, was kind like, project. It was kind of like Sun O. Um, yeah. Where it was just one droning note that just kept playing for an hour before I hit the next note. Um, but no, I wrote I wrote three songs like super fast, and then Mosh came down below me here in the tiles, like wanted some heavy Chugga. So that's how so long the last song on that EP yeah, got written because I was like, Roger, right, Roger sent us to CP. We're like, Jesus, dude, what are we? The band Sleep, fucking asshole. <laughs>
He thought he was trying to break Nafa. Yeah. He thought Broken Lufa was going on tour. <laughs> but, yeah. We, yeah, and the, really the three of us, we kept shifting ideas around. And um, when he sent that initial six-hour-long EP, and uh, <laughs> I wanted it more fast and, and punk shit. And Roger was kind of on those lines. And uh, Hunter wanted it, wanted it to sound like a mirror or some shit. No, that's, that's not funny, man. <laughs> it, was, it was basically like when that Caven so wrote deep. Jupiter. We're like, what the fuck is this, Raj? And then Hunter, uh, we had to make it. We had to make it a hardcore album. Hunter, Hunter was like, I need to be able to sing, I want to watch you suck his dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is never getting no, on for the real. air. I was this like, is never getting I was on like, the air at this rate. I was like, this is my only request, Raj. Wait, are we allowed to, to watch? <laughs> Yeah, you're totally allowed to cuss. It's cool. Uh, it's cool. Oh, we, did we just start beef with a mirror? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Fuck it. Fuck, I hope so. That shit <laughs> is so funny, though. Goddamn. You heard it first. Oh, man. <laughs> no. It's funny because I, no, I say Raj, that a lot. Right. Raj wrote all these songs and sent them out to us and we just text back and forth and just threw ideas back and forth and then Raj would rewrite stuff and he went in and recorded stuff and demoed it and we just went back and forth and then we ended up all just recording stuff at different studios basically all over the country and then uh, Derek the engineer in, in Seattle Roger was working with like mixed it for us and then we had it mastered with Brad at Audio Siege and uh, yeah and there it is we just it really because of COVID because of downtime because of you know, just everything that's been happening, it was, it just felt like a good time to just do an EP and put it out and try to make it sound as good as we can and get hyped for the show in September, you know? Fucking okay, nice. So where... We wanted as many members, like, so Kinsman came, did yeah. some stuff. Uh, Rob came and did some stuff. Uh, OG yep. members. So and, what, uh, yeah, so what Jeff's saying, like, the... 2000 year 2000 members we were like trying to bring some of those guys back because we're like we're not an official full-time band so let's see who all can just like contribute to the album and uh and it it worked cool so when and where can i cop physical copies of this new material aha so physical copies are being national furnace fest yeah they're being pressed right now. We, we're working with a, um, a pressing plant actually out of Michigan because they were almost the only ones that were available to press vinyl. Everything else is like pushed out to 2022. And we're like, the whole point of getting this new music, yeah, you can listen to it digitally, but we want physical copies of um, everything else. Oh, this is like nine minutes left on our interview. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like, I told you, there's no way it's lasting. <laughs> so uh, I have to call back and finish this one up. Um, so yeah, we basically worked with them because they were the first ones that could get it out in September. So you right. will be able to get the vinyl copy of the hardest fight and the new EP on the exact same disc. Like that'll be on the B side in September. Have you two for one? Have you uh, mentioned that? Is that is there a post about that yet? Like, we do, but people don't listen. What? Like literally on the new EP, like when you get it, it says the hardest fight and um, darkness is waiting, and people are like. Hey, are you guys gonna have physical copies of this? And even though we posted that yes, we will, they still ask. But I'm so nice. I respond all the time and say, Yes, we will. Yeah. Our, 
you are nice because I had the same impression because I asked you, I was like, hey, where's the physicals? You're like, yeah, it's going to be, you know, on the B side, the, dem- the new EP is going to be the B side. And I was like, what? And you're like, yeah, it says it right on the fucking album art. And I was like, oh, <laughs> does it? Oh, shit. I just Jesus, saw new music Robert. and I got excited. I was like, oh, fuck, what? <laughs> yeah, so if you, look at the, you- if you look at the artwork for the EP, you can tell that it's kind of a, it has that, you know, the hands from the hardest fight. Right. It's just a reworked hardest fight. So I thought it was just an homage to the hardest fight, right? Because you haven't done it's shit since then, yeah. right? It is. Continuation. In a way. Yeah. Yeah. Are you coming down to the shows, dude? What's the deal? You coming <laughs> I, to Nashville and Furnace Fest? Bro, I'd love to. I got to get double vaxxed and then the passport and all that bullshit. Who knows what's going on with this situation? You know what I mean? Yeah. Start you'll, working you'll get, on a, it now. you'll get a record. You'll get a record, though. Yeah. What's, what's that? Okay. Come back. Yeah. Come back. Well, we'll send you one. Got their vaxes. Yeah, come on. Come hang. <laughs> we'll send you a record. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to be buying one. That's for damn sure. Uh, what do we got? Eight minutes. Yeah, we'll have pre we'll have pre orders out there, so we'll have we'll we'll be selling them online. So we'll have pre orders out there. We'll obviously sell them in person. Um, if we sell everything out, we'll do a second press and we'll run that. So yeah, you'll have plenty of ways to get it. We're just doing it ourselves. Is it so, going to be uh, international shipping? I'm assuming. We'll do that. I'll for just, you, I'll, dri- uh, I'll drive it up to you. I'll just cruise uh, on over there. That would be fucking unreal. And, and Brendan over over and out re- recordings is going to help us out on the second pressing. So. Uh, he, he like hooked us up a lot on, on, on this pressing plant and stuff. So look out for that for the, uh, later on. And he's repressed quite a few bands, you know, from the Midwest, from the early two thousands, like suffocate faster and X tyrant X and he's doing another one. Let it die. And remember it never. Fucking damnation AD motherfucker. Damnation AD. What DC band, right? Rep your hood. Yeah, take your shirt off, wave it around your head like a helicopter. Since you're since you started this whole thing, playing shows, doing the band stuff, what's some of the good and bad changes you've seen in the scene from your day one to the current day, Roger? Um, Hair lost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look at these. That dude um, never had hair. So I mean, back in the day. I was so immersed in the scene that, you know, I thought everything was cool except for the scene politics of trying to fight and call. And I think it's probably gotten worse, actually. I don't know, though, because once again, I'm a dropout. I don't know. (laughs) So I know that one thing is, you know, I talked to you earlier about playing with trial and I love bands in the 90s having like more political messages. You don't have to like not every band has to. But it seems like a lot of that kind of disappeared from hardcore, which is kind of a bummer because uh, it was definitely a kind of a cool popularity contest with just styles and nothing really too important to say. Not that we have anything that important to say, but um, it was just, I don't know. That's how I feel like it's changed. But then, you know. Well, to be on that note, I should say, uh, I actually feel like you guys had plenty of important things to say. The lyrics for The Hardest Fight album uh, got me through a lot, a lot of dark fucking times, having, having somebody, you know, fucking yelling about relating through the stresses of life in a positive way and dealing with it in a healthy manner was really something that I took as a young kid that like it really, I don't know, the album means a lot to me. I, I don't know how to put it into proper words and I don't want to get too messy oh, about yeah. it, but you guys actually had some shit to say in a time where most people just said, wake the fuck up, punch somebody in the face. You know, and that shit still happens, and that's cool. I have no problem with that. Don't get me wrong, but I do feel like you had things to say, so I wouldn't cut yourself too short well, on that one. 
Don't make Hunter's head bigger than it already is. <laughs> it's, dude, I wear like a size eight fitted hat. Legit. Ooh. I have the hugest head ever. Yeah, I'm, I'm no, German. I got a big know, square head, so I get it. Back in the day, I mean, like, Raj is right. There was definitely more messages. There was, like, at, I mean, I, you know, I grew up going to shows in Atlanta, and every single show there was, like, vegan, straight-edge, atheist booths and tables and materials and vegan cupcakes and fucking animal rights, you know, literature. And, like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of how it was. And there was, you know, there was more to it. You know, kind of probably in the early 2000s, like, parkour got real fucking violent, very, like, very tough guy oriented, super violent. A lot of our friends, I mean, people we loved and we, you know, would roll with, but there were fights all the time and shit just got real crazy. And I think, you know, it kind of, a lot of that, you know, message was lost a little bit to a certain extent, but, you know, definitely we were kind of the odd band that was not necessarily a violent band. We were, you know, we were kind of opposite of that a little bit, you know what I mean? And we were obviously straight edge back in the day and, you know, supported that. A lot of our members were vegan and, you know, vegetarian the whole time. And, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it, was, it was good to be a part of that in that time. And then also, you know, there's a lot of bands right now that have a lot of good messages, too. There's just so many fucking bands right now. You, there's so many bands out there. Yeah, it's, it's saturated. Like, you can yeah. find anything that you want and finding there's a, certainly a lot of bands with messages. You just got to find that little niche of bands and where they are. And like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, uh, I wanted to say that one thing I truly miss, like, Fuck, I started listening to hardcore and punk, well, hardcore music in like 2000s, right? Fucking gang vocals. No one's doing it anymore. I'm glad you guys, uh, I'm glad there's gang vocals on the EP. I'm glad you guys were still doing that because that, it was, it plagued hardcore when I was younger. Every fucking band, every fucking song, there was gang vocal chants on fucking everything. And I loved it. And then it just fucking, I don't know what year it happened, but they just fucking faded and I never saw them come back. I hear like one the odd time now. But I was I was stoked to hear it all over the new EP. It was awesome. Hell yeah! I think we missed one there. Pros and cons. What's that? Did we miss one? Molly, of you guys? what do you got to say, Molly? <laughs> yeah, Molly, tell uh, us about uh, gang vocals. <laughs> tell us about the gang vocals on the hardest fight, Molly. How'd you like those? Uh, I mean, yeah, I didn't like the gang vocals on the hardest fight. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the the song the hardest fight or the whole album? No, the, the, no, no, no. The, the whole album. So get the fuck but, out of here. No, I I I love gang vocals. I, I don't, there's not much to say about that. It gets me pumped and it's yeah. good for the powwans for the kids, you know. Yeah, um, that's what hardcore is all these, about. This new EP, um, most of the dudes that were doing that were Detroit dudes, and uh, it it turned out really good. So we're really stoked on this.
shit to do or something. All right. All right. We're back. We're recording. We're good. So we're back. You guys are back. Shows are back. Who are you stoked to play with again? Woo. Um, all the bands on our national show, Terror, Comeback Kid, Misery Signals, Drain. I can't wait to see Drain. These videos of these shows in California recently have been fucking crazy. You know, Dare, all, Mad, all the bands that are playing the show. Hollywood, our boys from Nashville, that's going to be sick. I mean, you know, everybody we're playing with in Nashville is going to be awesome. The with Furnace the Fest lineup and, looks unreal. And, uh, on Furnace Fest, I'm really stoked to see those guys. Like, so. Who's that? Sorry, say again. With Honor. Nice, yep. I'm really stoked on Sunday. Uh, uh, the most I'm excited about is face to face. We're playing the same day as them. Um, unfortunately, a veil dropped off. Oh, yeah. they, one of their dudes moved to fucking Costa Rica, and they're not playing anymore this year. But face to face turnstile. I mean, that that I, I, that Furnace Fest lineup is insane. And the Nashville show. I'm I'm more excited about that show. It's going to be a fun party. The, the set looks unreal. I can't even believe I'm interviewing someone who's on the set list, let alone talking about Furnace Fest right now. It's fucking pretty mind-blowing for myself right now. I'm not going to lie. Like I said, I tried not to fangirl too hard during this, but uh, it was bound to happen mm-hmm. at some point. <laughs> so, no, man, you know, the, the Furnace Fest dudes, I mean, they deserve a lot of credit because, you know, okay. they, they basically are putting together something that just has such a unique opportunity coming out of COVID with, you know, there's obviously a nostalgia factor. There's a lot of bands from the early 2000s playing, and, and there's a lot of people that are going to reconnect and see each other that haven't in a really, really long time. And then you add in this last year, and it makes it even that much better. So, yeah, you know, we're stoked. Throw down. <laughs> Honestly, probably nothing that Love is Red's doing right now would be happening if we weren't playing Furnace Fest. So, you know, they deserve a lot of credit for doing that and getting a lot of awesome bands on there and creating a weekend that's, you know, going to be pretty fucking amazing. Big shout out to Furnace Fest. Thank you for reuniting Love is Red for me. That is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So out of all the venues you guys have uh, played, do you got a favorite that you have played? or? Uh, I mean, there's also obvi- the obvious ones like CBGB's. CBs. Play there a couple. Uh, granted, the show's sucked 100 percent of every single time we played there <laughs> but it was it was in the, it was one of those things you know and then showcase theater of course in yeah. california chain reaction um <clears throat> shit fucking Man, shit we put i mean house of blues was pretty awesome we played the house of blues and sunset strip with hey breed was pretty sick so wait we played the house of blues at in, in irvine at disney world or that disney was sick too world. i got in trouble uh, by the Mickey Mouse police um, because <laughs> the zone of the House of Blues, the tram for Disneyland goes around. And I was just like, oh, this will be a great opportunity to moon everyone on this. <laughs> As the tram goes by, I'm like, hey, to the families. And I just turn around and put my pants down. And literally within seconds of me doing it, these dudes come up to me and they're like, hey, um, we're going to have to like kick you off the premises if you do that again. He's like, Mickey doesn't like that. <laughs> they they were, didn't say Mickey doesn't like that, did they? Yeah, they were, <laughs> yes. yeah, they were watching me on the security. <laughs> that was my favorite venue to play because Mickey Mouse police were going to kill me. I, I don't know. We played a lot of cool venues. And then uh, and then when I was playing with Bracewater, I got to play Gilman Street. And that was like my mecca, like of the the stuff that i'm into and 
it was kind of mm. not what I was expecting, but it was still like a dream come true. Mm. What favorite else were our favorite venues? Uh, mm. What was the venue we played in New York City with Ignite? Continental? Yeah, the Continental was sick. That Dude, that place was sick. What was that garage that we played in Seattle when all the champion dudes were singing along with the carry-on cover? Whose garage was oh, that? That was uh, <laughs> Studio 7, I think. No, it was like a person's house or some shit, wasn't it? That was with Misery Signals, I think. I don't remember. With the skate, the skate ramp inside? You remember yeah. that skate park? Like Ventura, California? We played it was what about like, now? It was There we go. No. Hey, there you go. Hey, what the fuck, man? I should have yeah. set up my good mic, too, but I, I was being a fucking lazy prick. Did you update your divx? We didn't even get the good mic, dude. God damn. <laughs> I only use... Oh, man, that's bad. We got the twenty. We got a 2016 iPhone headphones. That's all you're giving to us? Oh, we got time to make up. Let's do <laughs> no, this. No, fuck. You know what? Now everyone knows that's how I record half of these fucking... <laughs> <laughs> damn it. It's a punk show. There's no budget. Nobody gets paid. We need We need the professional mic. Go down to Best Buy. You got Best Yo. Buys in Canada? Go get one. What's the, what's the next question now? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Jeez, Raj and his agenda. He's got stuff to do. Hunter, sober up. All right, guys. Favorite. Surfically poops. You can all hear me, right? We're good now? Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Uh, do you guys have a favorite show or tour memory? I mean, that Anaheim thing was one that I remember being very funny where the Mickey police came after me. Uh, Jeff, what were you about to say? Favorite show you played, you ding dong. Not when you almost got arrested at. I don't know. There's so many good ones that. <sighs> Fuck. I mean, we we got lucky and got to tour with like so many sick bands. Got to tour with Strung Out. Uh, those were sick. Uh, that our last tour uh, was with Haybreed and Agnostic Front. Uh, agnostic front dudes were super awesome. Amazing. Uh, as far as shows, fuck, I don't know. You take this one, Hunter. Man, shows that stand out, you know, that were like some of our favorites. Um, definitely, I mean, Showcase Theater and Corona, those shows were always sick. Um, you know, the fucking, the Path of Resistance New Year's Day show at the skate park with no warning and path resistance and most precious blood. And fuck, I don't even remember who else is on that show. Tons of awesome bands. That was sick. The stillborn fest shows were always pretty rad. You know, that, that hate put us on all those shows. I remember one in New Jersey. It was like hate breed, mad ball, us with honor takeover, you know, all the stillborn bands. That shit was always good. Um, Damn, our hardest fight record release show in Nashville at the Muse. That was, I mean, that show was one of my favorite shows we ever played. You know, and then probably that Avail show at the end, just because of how much I loved Avail. You know, I still got that poster on my wall. I mean, that was probably one of the highlights. Just, you know, play with one of my favorite bands of all time. Hey, I got a question I didn't have on my list here. Uh, The picture you guys sent me, do you know what show that was from? Because that's a fucking wild, wild crowd shot. That was a review. That was a reunion show. That was a what now? That was the 2020 show. That must have been live, eh? Just wild. Huh? That, that must have been fun. wild. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was a good show. That was a good Dude, time. Dude, a show that sticks out to me is that is on the strung out 
Seos Centaur and and St. Louis at the Creepy Crawl, where there was basically no barricade. It was packed house. That was one of the hottest shows we ever played, dude. Remember the steam? (laughs) Non-stop stage dives. And then that Masquerade show on the Hatebreed Territory. Fuck, man. That was really fun, too, in Atlanta. Just crazy-ass stage dives and just That was Hatebreed Terror, us. No warning no was warning. supposed to be on it, but they dropped off the Atlanta date, right? I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a, that was an epic show to you. And that that 2010 reunion show was uh, was was one for the books. That was probably our bit one of our bigger headlining shows in okay. uh, in Nashville. One of you, 
or out of time <laughs> and only one band if you could pick one band to do a reunion show we'll start with roger who would it be and why oh jesus um <laughs> as jeff said one of my favorite richmond bands is strike anywhere in our very last show not the reunion show but the very last show we played as love is red the actual band before we broke up was with strike anywhere and even though they're more punk um that was like me playing with my idols kind of thing so I would love to play with Strike Anywhere. Molly, what about you? <laughs> Shit, I don't know. Uh, Avell, Nashville show. Them on our Nashville show would be a dream, a dream but that, that ain't happening. Hunter, one band, they're not active anymore. Who would you kill to see do a reunion? Pantera. With holograms. With holograms and Vinny and Dime. <laughs> I did not expect that. All right. Fuck yeah. With every holograms. other band has done every other band's done a reunion. What reunion band hasn't done a reunion? Yeah, you know reun- what I'm saying? Like, reunions are played out, you know. What I'm which I'm great. We're a reunion band. We're doing a reunion. It's great. I think yeah. the cool thing about now is like bands can just be cool and put out a record and play a song or play a couple shows and that be it. And they don't have to be full time touring bands and they can do it. And- some of them are fucking awesome and some of them are okay. And hopefully, you know, people think that ours is pretty good. I'm a fan. That's for sure. <laughs> so one of my favorite questions I ask every guest I have on the show near the end of the interview, what is the cringiest or most shameful music that you enjoy listening to in your free time? Ooh, can I answer this one for Jeff? Well, we're going one at a time for everybody, <laughs> but yeah. What's Jeff's cringe? Is it a mirror or what? We we answer for each other. Oh. Yeah, Jeff. Okay. Jeff's okay. cringiest band is Hardy. His new new country, <laughs> NU, NU country, pop in new country. That's this, not cringy though. That shit's oh, awesome. First of all, that sounds terrible. Are you serious? Is this like or are you kidding? If you grew up listening to Garth Brooks, I did. And and I did. Uh, and uh, Mudvayne and combine oh. them. That's what Hardy. No, you had me in the first half. I'm not going to lie, man. I was raised on Garth Brooks, so I was like, yes, Hunter, go. Let me hear this. And then you threw in fucking Mudvayne. No, thank you, man. No, thank you. That's Jeff's favorite know. shit. No, I, I, I wouldn't even know what Mudvayne sounded like, but Hardy, uh, he, does, he writes a lot of shit for like, like, like all, the, all the big songs right now. I fucking love country. I love like Kenny Chesney and shit. And that's not cringeworthy. That shit's sick. Well, it's fun. Uh, yeah, it's fun. Right. That's the, that's the all right. That was my most cringiest band. <laughs> that's that's okay. cringy enough for all of us. That's enough cringe for. I don't think anybody else needs to even mention anything. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, just out here trying, just fucking beach, beach party rock. Beach country rock. We all listen to cringy shit. Come on, what else you guys got? What else? What's what's uh, Roger's cringiest shit? Weird. Don't even ask him. It's gonna go down a rabbit hole. Uh, any of that shit that you shit. fall asleep to? Okay, so wait, I, he he's not gonna have a good answer. So you know, like, have you ever seen the '90s like Saturday Night Live skit with like sprockets, like where they're like sprockets and they're like that's just weird music that you know you choke yourself while you're jerking off to or something. That's that's. Jesus okay. Christ! I thought I thought Jeff listened to the German techno. You're into that shit too. <laughs> Jeff's laughing so hard he muted himself. <laughs> Thank you for that. It's hard to <laughs> hard to keep the crosstalk oh, down on this episode. Keep 
the beef going, Hunter's favorite cringiest band is Immure. <laughs> Please tell me that's not that's not you don't actually like Immure, right? No, I do not. I okay. do not. I, I thoroughly enjoyed their debut album. I can't wait. Uh, I would I still I would probably I, still rock it, but I haven't. In a honestly, long time. I couldn't even. And this is no shot to them because they're a big band, and all those deathcore bands are. Real. I couldn't tell you any fucking. Except for that, I want to watch you suck his dick song because Roger literally sends us that meme on a daily basis. <laughs> I, I don't know this song, and I'm kind of oh glad God. I don't. Is that them? Is that where that stupid fucking meme came from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, literally sends us on a daily basis. Shout out to Catatonic Youth uh, Instagram. <laughs> oh, love that page. All you got to do is go oh, there and find that Amir video. Love pretty, that fucking page. Pretty ridiculous. Trying to sing those lyrics. <laughs> I, so, I don't listen to anything cringy. I only listen to the most awesome shit. Yeah, that's bullshit. I doubt it. <laughs> except for, except for the Wiggles. That's probably my cringiest thing. You guys oh, know who the Wiggles are? Were you yeah. the one who was oh. late for the kid? So when he was putting well, the kid to bed? Oh yeah, I got I got a Nature. couple of them. Yeah, yeah both, we, both we got, we're old. We got kids. kids. Yeah. So you you, you yeah. gotta love the Wiggles then. And we're all fruit salad. Yummy, yummy. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's it. I mean, people call me daddy, but I don't have any kids. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Guys, hey, now. Hey, now. I don't discriminate. <laughs> we don't discriminate here at Not Just a Phase either. Do you guys listen to any other podcasts? Do you guys have, like, a favorite, or do you listen to podcasts at all? Like, I personally don't really, so... I listen to a lot of podcasts. I mean, what's um, your favorites? I, but it's not really it's music so points, per se. <laughs> like Dak Shepard, I like his the armchair expert or whatever it's called. Um, the really Anna Ferris one. They're just all so good. And um, walking the walking the floor. I think it's called. With uh, Chris Shiflett. That one's cool. He does a lot of old school, like, punk and country dude interviews. <clears throat> and uh, he, he's a guitar player, so the Foo Fighters. And Ooh. his uh, Walking the Line, maybe something. I don't know. I just listen to him. Cool. And then uh, your podcast. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> How many of you actually checked out the show before you came on? Did any of you? I checked it out before I came on. Did you? I did too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For real? Hey, you invited us to come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, wait. I, li- I listened to the Ohm interview. Is that oh, nice. Yeah, Warren of Ohms. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's yeah. my buddy. He's got a he's got good shit. That's cool. I have a lot of bands that come on. Uh, they say yes, and I'm like, did you listen to the show? Because I'm curious, right? Because if you say no, I'm not going to be like, oh, what the fuck? I don't care. But like, I just I find it funny how many bands come on and go, no, I didn't actually listen to your show. But yeah, thanks for the offer. <laughs> so it's cool that you guys. No, we're a bunch. Know. We're a bunch of dorks. We're not a real band, so we're just excited as shit. So of course we listen to it. Are we do? We doing another forty minutes or what? <laughs> <laughs> shit, I would love to. I think I missed a question or two actually. Since we're on a forty-minute kick here, I might as well. God damn it, Roger. Oh. You know what? A slightly serious question, um, since we're rounding near the end here. Uh-oh. I guess this would be for you, Hunter. What inspired the lyrics for the song The Hardest Fight? Because those lyrics, as I said earlier, that album got me through some shit. Um, those lyrics specifically, you know, it empowered me to keep my head up through some of my darkest days. Oh, yeah. 
fuck, it came out when I was like 14. Uh, even if I'm still having a, a shit, I went through a breakup a couple months ago. I banged this album out front to back. And that song, you know, it just, I don't know, something yeah. about it, it gets me, gets me a little more ready to yeah, face dude. whatever shit I got to be facing. Was there a specific event that triggered those lyrics or was it just life in general? Or No, I mean, I think, you know, that, that whole album was inspired by, you know, I mean, look, we all took, and, and, and a lot of the same themes come on the new album too, but, you know, none of us took traditional paths. We, we, we fucking basically started playing in vans. We got in vans, we traveled around, we just kind of figured our lives out on our own. And, you know, when you're young and you're trying to do that, you know, it's a lot of times just like continuing and thinking that you're doing the right thing. And, you know, doing that like is fucking hard and you just got to fight through it. And it's, it's life, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. um, you know, so a lot of that was just, you know, growing up and, and, you know, realizing things and, you know, and having goods and having bads and dealing with that shit as an adult and, you know, and how you handled that. And, you know, the hardest fight was the whole record was just about, you know, persevering and fighting and continuing to, you know, continue to question things, continue to learn more, continue to get better, continuing to grow, continuing to survive, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, 15 years later we wrote this new album and a lot of the lyrics are the culmination of that of, of now you're dealing with life and it's the same things like it's just repeated it's just over and over like you said like you went through some shit a few months ago and you're able to relate to that and i think anybody life is hard it's there's just no way around it shit happens all the fucking time and dealing with it staying positive having a good mindset being able to like push through it i mean that shit's important and that's stuff that's always resonated with me and you know I'm glad that it resonated with you and hopefully other people too. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like I said, a uh, really powerful album lyrically, uh, instrumentally. I mean, it's fucking flawless, but uh, the lyrics, like, like I said, it was very easy to oh, relate yeah. to and it was a good message. It seemed like a good lyrical message of ways to deal with your stress and life in a positive way, as opposed to just like fucking freaking out yeah. or being a baby about it or being angry. It's like, this shit happens. You're going to get through it. And that, that, that stuck with me and it still gets me through. So I super appreciate all of that. Man. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Hey, we all make our own choices, right? You know, we all have our own choices we can make. We have our own paths we can follow and lives we can choose and do what we want to do. And that's a beautiful thing, but it doesn't mean it's always the right thing or it's fucking easy. You know what I'm saying? So. Very cool. So I guess we'll do a wrap up. What's new? Last words, shout outs, plugs, causes, Anything you want to say at all, the microphone is yours. The floor is yours. What's, what's new with Love is Red? What's going on? And what's the final words here? Um, I will just take the round, I guess, on this one. So um, what's new is we recorded the CP. Uh, not okay. really to COVID kind of created that. Uh, we've got the shows coming up in September, the pre-show, which is literally one day before the fest and then playing the fest. Um, no real plans after that. If we get asked for something and we can actually do it, whether that be some other big fest next year or something, if we can do it, sure. If not, it's not like a big deal. We've all, as Hunter said, we've all got our lives to live. So, um, that's pretty much all I got. Oh, uh, I, I did have one last question now. You said if we can yeah. do it, we might do it. Is there going to be merchandise outside of the vinyl? Because I got one of my boys who told me to ask if you guys can make a big-ass wall flag for his man cave. <laughs> you guys trying to cash in on the reunion merch or what? The picture that you got that I sent you, that's yeah. actually going to be 
be the insert of the album. I think it's, is it a one sheet or is it a fold out, Jeff? If they don't fuck it up, it'd be a fold out. Yeah. So if you, take, if you buy the LP, you can take that fold out, stick that shit up on your wall. It'll have the lyrics and that whole live spread. Uh, Shout the, out Jason Mazzola for uh, doing that sick ass layout. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and shout out Edgeman Printing in Detroit. Our boy Jimmy, if your dude wants a wall poster, just tell him to message us and we'll have Jimmy print a fucking huge one and send it to him. Cool. 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 Yeah. So, yeah, we'll have some shirts. Um, we've got, we got, uh, I think like four design, three or four designs right now, and they're pretty sick um, that uh, we'll be going to the printing press pretty soon. Nice. And, uh, other than that, some cassette, uh, a limited amount of cassette tapes and, and vinyl records. But yeah, so we'll, we'll have it. Very excited to own <clears throat> Hardest Fight and the EP on vinyl as one. That is so fantastic. Very cool stuff. Very cool stuff. Cool. Man, thanks for having oh, us yeah. on. Yeah, fuck. Thanks for coming on, guys. This is, uh, it's been, honestly, it's been an honor. I'm a little, uh, little flabbergasted still. Been entertaining. <laughs> well, let me uh, let me boy hunter. let me bring this down a little bit for you. Should I use wet platinum or wet gold, <laughs> the hybrid lubricant? Um, got both. Jesus, <laughs> Roger. <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get canceled after this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> little little Roger the weirdo. He's got the little short weird fucking dude. He's got the weird little sex freak in the band. Oh, that's all his red. Perfect. <laughs> See, that's why I just keep it to audio. You know, I got a face for radio. Yeah. So. Just tell, that guy's in trial. That's just just talk about that. He's not really in love is red. He's just in trial. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what, Roger? New band you were talking about. You said you had another side project going on. You want to name drop or any of that? I'll do that real quick. And actually, Hunter just told me a little secret that he, the guys he broken Lufa. He might broken Lufa. Guys in Michigan, but uh, yeah, I, I got a new band starting. I'll hype it up. So, Real quick, let's, um, let's get Roger. Yeah, what's me up? and Jack, uh, my buddy, he, he was in with Honor to play bass. He and I started like this indie rock band, but funny enough, we won like the raspy vocals and we literally kicked out like three guys because their vocals just didn't cut it. Um, right. we have a four song EP, we just all have vocals over it, so we'll have like a new indie rock band. And then, same guy, me and Jack, started a, a new hardcore band, um, with the old singer, Love is Red Rod who sang on so long. Uh, it's going to sound kind of like Kokon mixed with like Modern Life is War kind of stuff. Very cool. Very excited to hear that. And Hunter, you said you had some new shit on the go? Yeah, I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing in Raj's indie band. There <laughs> 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 no, you go. And I've been doing all these podcasts. <laughs> And I've been drinking all this beer. What's What's the actual band, man? (laughs) Oh, man, that's funny. Uh, No, so, yeah, so me and – so there's a guy, Chris. uh, He's in a a band back in the day that we played with in Michigan called Let It Die. He's in a a band right now called Tharsis. uh, Tharsis They. You can check them out. They're kind of a chaotic, botch, converge-esque metal band. Nice. Uh, but they just did a new EP. He recorded my vocals here. Um, and so Chris, myself, um, our friend Jimmy, who was in Hollow Earth, 
uh, yeah, we're going to start, we're, we're starting a new heavy hardcore band. So we started kind of working on that and kicking ideas around. And um, so I don't know, we'll get in and hammer some, some stuff out and maybe it'll be something cool. And yeah, we'll go from there. That's part of Better's Foundation. What's Same. that? The Jeff is starting the Bedwetters Foundation. <laughs> no. Jeff's uh, going to no. sing backups in the indie rock band about being I... in bed. Yeah. No, and no. I wet my bed. Can you mute it, guys? Yeah. <laughs> can I mute him? No, I don't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 don't worry i'll end out some of the nonsense at the end because it's got to sound somewhat professional at some point i don't know <laughs>